Welcome to Career Buzz, the unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. Today on your show, where can learning and development take you? Hi, I'm Mark Franklin, practice leader of a team of professional career counselors at CareerCycles.com and co-founder of One Life Tools. I'm pleased to be your host today on Career Buzz. Thanks for tuning in. What career can take you from Canada to Europe to Africa to the Middle East and back again? You might think it's a career in diplomacy or global finance or international aid, but you might not think about a career in learning and development. John Hogan is an accomplished global training and development leader with 20 plus years of experience. His peripatetic career has taken him from Canada to the UK to Kenya and back to Canada, then to Saudi Arabia and now back in Toronto. John has experience in government transformational leadership, local government capacity building, institutional effectiveness, advanced leadership training, emerging economies, and sustainable urban planning. When John was going to return to Canada after three plus years working in Saudi Arabia, he sought help from a career professional to make a well-informed choice about next steps. With career management help from a Career Cycles associate, John landed a role as a senior trainer at CIBC. Here is my interview with John Hogan. Hey, John Hogan, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me here on the interview. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. So right now you're uh, working as a, a senior trainer, talent development at CIBC. What do you like about that? Well, um, first of all, you know, it, I've I've worked in training and development for about um, 20 years um, in, in different types of environments. But generally speaking, um, it's always been in a, a relatively small team. Um, so it's been... Um, truly an experience to to work um, with a, a team of over 300 people in the learning and development function so that you know the scale of it is is really amazing um I think you know the other thing that's that's unique about um banking which you know certainly from a as an outsider um uh, didn't really appreciate is um is the amount of people who build their entire career uh, in and out um, inside one organization. And for someone that spent a lot of time working in the public sector, that level of commitment to the organization is something I, I really appreciate. So they're great colleagues and great to work with. Nice. And so what do you do as a senior trainer, talent development? What does that mean for the uninitiated? What's a typical, you know, what's a typical week or maybe a typical project that you can help us understand it? Sure. So um, most of the work that I'm doing is um, supporting um, the various lines of business within the bank um, to uh, adjust, to take on new products. Um, for instance, the launch of a new credit card, uh, setting up new systems or um, uh, developing or enhancing um, the performance of staff in terms of their dealing with, with customers. So these are uh, fresh graduates who are uh, have just recently joined the bank. Will be working in in um, our commercial banking division. Um, they will be um, uh, responsible for supporting small and medium sized entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And so I'm developing a range of um, training tools um, 
for them to better understand the broad range of clients that CIBC provides um, from agriculture to manufacturing um, to uh, a broad range of, of uh, small, small owners. So it's a very interesting uh, job in the sense that you're constantly learning um, and um, uh, and 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 of course uh, it's um, great to be working on uh, with cutting edge technology, um, which has changed enormously since since COVID. I bet. So you mentioned e-learning, and I wonder if you could help us understand the kinds of skills um, that you use, uh, you know, to be successful if you're doing um, training and talent development, especially post COVID with so much online and e-learning. Um, what are some of both the hard skills, you know, technical skills, and then the the people skills that you need to be good at to be a successful uh, learning and development specialist? So certainly there are some some technical skills in terms of learning um, um, specific programs. Um, uh, so uh, things like Captivate and um, Adobe have uh, a broad range of of tools, including Rise and Storyline. Um, Lectora is another um, popular um, system that are all used for for designing training. But frankly speaking, um, the the technical skills um, for someone that's oriented is something that is relatively easy to to pick up. Um, the the challenge is is really uh, to be able to interpret um, the needs. Of, uh, of learners and create a, a learning product around that. So it's it's really developing this sort of empathy and listening skills um, and couple that with the, the business requirements. Um, so, it, so it's about on the one hand, zooming out um, uh, to be able to understand what's going through the mind of a fresh graduate or Somebody that's uh, that's maybe been in the role for five or six years. How are they going to? How are they feeling? How are they thinking? How are they approaching this learning? What are the needs of the business in terms of the the outcomes that we need to achieve? Um, and then you know the magic then is is uh, crafting um, a learning journey um, that helps both the business and is relevant to to the learner. Nice. All right. That a learning journey. So, you know, if listeners are interested in this, I think it's a really um, kind of fascinating field and, and interesting to hear, you know, on the technical skills side, for sure, the names of the products like Lectora, but the people skills, right? You called it empathy and listening, which, um, you know, in the rise of, of jobs that are going to be replaced, uh, you know, with artificial intelligence and the robots are coming. Those are the skills that we continue to hear are required for people, you know, to maintain their kind of control over work. So, um, you know, as you, as we see the rise of technology, is there some role for technology that, you know, that's not going to ever replace the, the human learning and development professional? One of the, um, one of the examples of that is, um, uh, is is a new uh, CIBC mission um, is um, ambition made real and um, your ambition made real, and and to me that really crystallizes is is that you know people are are looking for um, connection they're looking for understanding um, you know there are a sea of of products uh, available but as as customers and also as employees. What drives us is purpose. 
um, and 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 connecting with that purpose both within the workplace. Um, training, of course, has a key role uh, to help identify that and drive that in our, in our learning and and finding out that that purpose in terms of uh, serving our clients is is really key. So, um, you know, no doubt there are great economies of scale that can be reached. But in terms of uh, really speaking to customers, I think purpose um, is where is where it's at, and and uh, and as human beings, uh, that's where our our forte is. Gotcha. Now you've had your own interesting journey, learning and career journey, um, and we'll hear a little bit more about that throughout the interview. But I know at a certain point you said to yourself, "Hey, I, I want to figure out how best to move forward in my career," and and you access some career management help. What what led you to want to access help? So many Canadians kind of barely know that career services exist, and and you know yet you figured out that that could be helpful for you, and you reached out. So what led to that? Um, well, I think uh, yeah, frankly, uh, you know, if you you think about career services, you know, there's sort of two two thoughts uh, go into my mind. I mean, one is the the largely unhelpful support you get in in high school um uh, which um uh, you know which is not particularly very helpful in for, for most people and of course the other type is you know when you've made re been redundant and and uh, you're given this sort of package so for most people like myself um it was it was really a kind of negative um association um but um uh, and i think you know the other uh, the other thing that um, um, that led me to uh, to challenge those assumptions um, is that I I saw frankly that my my you know the books I was reading um, uh, were not enough you know I had read all of those those kinds of books I had you know there and by and I'm not discounting them they they are there's some great uh, tools and tips for for how to and strategies for going about a uh, a a a job search, and and those are you know those are really important. Um, and I I certainly um, the time I spent on on those uh, reading those books and and, and applying them um, have, were, were not wasted at all. But um, I I thought um, you know what what was apparent to me was that I needed uh, an internal realignment. You know, it wasn't uh, what what was going wrong in my career search um, was not um, the the process or were not it was was not the uh, the work. Um, it was the product that I was showing up with was mismatched uh, with the the types of um, uh, of customers um, that I was seeking. In this case, employers. Um, so. Um, it, 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 I needed time to do that internal work um, uh, to make sure that the product, me, <laughs> was uh, was better aligned um, for what it, employers um, wanted and and uh, and needed. Right on. So, so who did you reach out to for that help, and and then how did it go? Um, well, I reached out to um, uh, Career Cycles. I mean, I I considered. Um, a number of um, um, different um, uh, organizations, but I 
I thought, um, uh, you know, again, I didn't need help per se, uh, because there are lots of books available um, on, on that sort of process element. What, what I really appreciated uh, with Career Cycles was this storytelling uh, element um, which um, which is where I felt my um, was was my my sort of downfall um, at the time was that I had this amazing uh, breadth of experience, but I wasn't adept at being able to communicate that um, to an employer in a way that was convincing or that that um, that made sense to them. Nice. So. So that just to expand a little bit on that storytelling approach that that you went through and doing that internal alignment, you know, so people do find that helpful. And it's a contrast to, you know, things that people maybe did in high school, as you mentioned, like those career tests. So how did, how did it work for you, the storytelling part? And then, you know, and then how that worked towards this internal alignment that you mentioned? Um, I think. Part of it uh, was um, that was really important for me was to, um, first of all, take the time to sort of document it, you know, because I think, um, you know, inevitably um, we're uh, we're um, generally spoke, focused on, you know, the last sort of six months in terms of uh, what we've done. So I think, you know, taking the time um, to get a sense of the full breadth of the types of uh, experiences that we've done. And I think also recognizing, you know, I think oftentimes, you know, we're, we're uh, tend to be very hypercritical of our ourselves, at least I, I tend to be. And so taking the time to sort of recognize um, those, those achievements and have that sort of, um, um, have that really validated uh, with, with others. You know, it's not, it's not about having a um, you know unrealistic sense of self confidence or ability, but but actually you know having people giving you real solid feedback, um, so that uh, when you present yourself in an interview, you have that level of confidence of of competence that you are bringing um, to to the table. Um, you know, it's not it it's not superhero fantasy stories. It's you know proven deliverables that trusted colleagues have validated uh, to you. So I think that's you know that very much was the the first step. And I think the um, the other step then was was also thinking about well, um, um, so these are the 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 stories um, um, that I can. Um, that I can tell. Um, how do I do that in a way that's convincing to the audience um, um, that's there? Because um, you know the 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 key thing for um, for me and, and in this storytelling story process was to um, was to see how can I communicate an experience, a project. Um, a, a a challenge, a business challenge, in a way that would excite the the listener. Um, in this case, the person who's who's doing the the interview. So it it's it's really about thinking. Um, obviously, in any project, there's you know one can talk for for hours about it. So how do you how do you distill um, that 
um, that message um, in a way, because the the challenge is uh, obviously in in any experience you can uh, you can talk about from uh, about a project from three or four different perspectives. Um, the if you choose the wrong perspective, um, and, and that the that the um, uh, employer um, may see, well, this doesn't fit with our expectation, um, and so that leads to confusion, and and they'll pass on to another uh, another candidate possibly. So it's it's thinking about uh, what is the perspective that convinces them that you have the skills required. Um, to solve their two or three most burning business issues. Gotcha. Well, one of the things that results from the storytelling approach, the kind of output, um, you know, we call it's about reflection and it's about clarification. And, you know, one of the outputs, we, we think about it as a clarification statement. Um, you know, and like your everybody's resume and, and LinkedIn profile, which looks backwards, you know, it tells you where you've been, um, but that's of limited value when you're trying to chart a course moving forward. And so, so that's the, that's the intent anyways, of this clarification process and, and its output, that statement, how, how helpful was that to take all those stories that you're mentioning and, and kind of distill them into this forward looking clarification statement? Sure. Um, I mean, I think it 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 was um, really important because um, you know, f- um, frankly speaking, um, if you're somebody like myself that that has had a a very um, uh, variable uh, career, um, and there isn't a, you know an obvious um, employer. Uh, or job title there uh, waiting for you, you know, as somebody who, uh, you know, for argument's sake, a stack developer or a, a lawyer or, you know, somebody that has a, a, a fixed, um, um, a, a fixed uh, a, a profession. Um, for me, it was really important um, to um, build up the, the confidence to say, um, it's not just about at getting a job, you know, because you, I mean, obviously, if you're you're unemployed, or in my case, I had, um, I've moved back and forward from Canada uh, a number of times in my career. Um, so when you land in Canada and you you don't have a job, and and uh, obviously you need one, um, that pressure um, um, to to get something as quickly as possible is is really is really overwhelming. Um, and and so for me to um, uh, before I return to to Canada um, to develop that storyline and have a sort of internal dialogue um, that on the one hand I'm I'm not um, expecting a sort of dream job when I land but I, I want a place um, that is part um, of my um, medium term strategy of course if it if if uh if i find uh, a job that i love in a company i love that's great but it's not you know it's not the end of the world if it's not there but but that doesn't mean that i need to accept anything and so i need something that um will give me that that first step um and um 
And that's, uh, uh, you know, and frankly, you know, I, I do get some contacts on on LinkedIn, uh, some, some uh, people that are, are new Canadians. Um, and that's often the advice, you know, they are asking for advice, you know, um, in terms of their job search. And that's really the first thing I, I tell them is to is to think about a place that will um, that's maybe not their dream or their ultimate, because typically they're coming from a very high level um, a level of professional accomplishment in, in, internationally, and that they're having trouble um, getting that that those qualifications and that experience recognized here in Canada. Um, so, so my advice is really to focus on a place and environment where they are growing in those key areas that they need to to grow. Um, so that um, um, it, you know, it won't be the, it might not be the, the ideal job for them, but they're well positioned for uh, whatever that next step is on their in their career. Gotcha. What well, one of the um, things that often helps people? There's the reflecting yourself on the stories and experiences that you've had, and then there's this um, reaching out and trying to get feedback from allies. Uh, which can sometimes bring a different perspective. Can you just speak a little bit about that? I think you did some of that getting feedback and um, what, what did you find helpful about that? Well, I think, um, I, I think, you know, part of it is, um, is, is, as I said earlier, is, is this having this, this validation of, of the experience um, uh, because, you know, inevitably um, when uh, as part of the job search process, you do have a lot of rejection, um, and um, uh, and you know I I look back now and sort of you know uh, shake my head at the amount of time and emotional energy and effort um, I put into maybe one uh, lone job application. You know maybe spending you know 10, 12, uh, 15 hours. Uh, on a, a particular uh, application, just to try and and gauge it right, you know, researching the company and and uh, you know crafting the perfect letter, and and of course, you know, when you invest that much of yourself and you don't even get a call back, you know, it it's um, it's it's quite um, uh, uh, you know self destructing. So inevitably, you you begin to question your your own abilities and your so um, so I think. You know, that's the uh, to me, that was the, the key thing about having those discussions is to is to uh, uh, be sure that that I uh, is to solidify my own sense of self-confidence, um, of course, be smarter in 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 a job search when um, uh, when you're investing considerably lesser time in, a, in an application. And if I don't hear back, that's all right, because you know, it is part of this process, you know, you are on the search is not, you know, it's a reflection of their, where they're at, it's not a reflection of where I'm at. Um, and, um, and so you, you trust the process and, and move, um, move forward with it, but to, to do that, um, you know, with, with the reminders of those, uh, those stories is, um, is now what, you know, uh, uh, means that when I, you know, don't get the response or that I, or I do an interview and, and you don't get the, the role, um, uh, the emotional impact is, you know, a tiny fraction of what it um, used to be. Mm. So, so in other words, the, the getting feedback and getting support from a career professional can help with that sense of 
um is it resilience almost you know like yeah. prior to that if you if you got a rejection after that 10 hours of investing in the application it could be a real downer so there's resilience or can you speak to resilience and maybe the hope optimism confidence like those kinds of dimensions that can be supported through through you know working with a career professional sure i mean i think um part of it is um um, yeah, part of it is resilience and in, in terms of uh, um, being um, being focused on the endpoint at you know, not on the the individual um, ups and lows. Um, but I think the other uh, the other area that's um, that was key in terms of me working with the, the professional is is also really just understanding the mindset of uh, of people that are are doing this the search and and um um and 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 seeing them as um as people you know that they're um you, you know they they have their own um the, their own um uh, requirements and 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 seeing how i can uh, best leverage uh, my experience um to meet the needs of of that um, of that particular job because you know that's not always uh, um, easily um, apparent you know particularly if you're um, involved in in, um, um, in 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 my case um, I've done you know a broad range of 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 work in in different kinds of settings and it's really easy to sort of lose sight of the transferable skills uh that uh, an employer um is uh, is needing and also uh, so that's on the one hand and on the other hand is is getting that kind of laser focus um so um uh, you know i i can um from from my experience and as I, i'm sure is the case um for uh, a lot of other inter uh, international uh, people with international experience of new Canadians, you know, they come with a huge uh, area of, of expertise. And, and to understand that when a, a um, for me, it was really important that to understand that when an interviewer is hearing about experience that goes far beyond the remit of, of a particular role, um, that to them is a turnoff, you know, that it 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 causes them on the one hand to say, well, maybe, you know, this person wouldn't be satisfied with the role or maybe their experience is not in this area. It's in, in another area. And uh, maybe also they don't have um, the the experience, their, their own experience to be able to judge um uh the relevance of um what the the story is being told to them is so they they'll back off and think well this person just isn't a, a right fit so it's it's really about um getting that feedback so that you are laser focused on the requirements of of that role and that you're you're leveraging indeed many different components um, to carry out, but focused on that role. So that, you know, that wasn't a readily apparent um, requirement in interviews uh, for me. And um, and I think that was, you know, that working with a career coach was, was really helpful to keep me on track. And, uh, um, and, you know, it's not, it's not about, um, 
um, uh, you know, claiming to have skills you don't have, uh, but it's 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 really being an effective communicator of of your own story, um, so that they can better understand uh, what you're you're bringing to the table. Right on. So if somebody were, you know, kind of in your shoes, they, they're not quite sure what to do next, or they're having, they find it challenging to enter the job market, whether, you know, they're coming from abroad or even, even within the country. So what, what uh, advice would you give somebody if they were contemplating accessing a career professional, but, you know, they just don't know what to expect, or they had some funny, odd experience in high school, and that left a bad taste in their mouth? What, what advice would you give them? So um, for me, I, I think the uh, investing um, in, in a career coach um, uh, for career development um, is a, a really critical thing. Um, the, the, whether you're in an organization um, and, um, or, or you're actively looking to, um, uh, to change and, uh, to a different role, um, there are, it's true, there are many um, um, fantastic online tools um, for, um, I myself make extensive use of Indeed and LinkedIn and JobScan. And, you know, so there are, you know, there are uh, great uh, online resources um, uh, there, but that's, you know, that is the the how. Um, uh, fundamentally, um Career development is for people who want to, who want to address the what. You know, what next? Uh, what do you want? Um, um, and and um, so crafting uh, who you are and that story and that and that vision of where you're 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 heading to, um, uh, I think is is all the more important whether you're you're uh, uh, set in your in an organization and want to think about. Um, the future or whether you're you're looking to change and in terms of um uh, you know i've i've worked with a, a variety of of um uh, different people i think it's very it's very important um to be clear about what aspects um are are helpful um are most helpful for you I, as i said uh, in my case um uh, having working with someone um uh, that um, um, improves a CV, um, you know, that's, um, and LinkedIn profiles and, you know, frankly speaking, um, and job search strategies in terms of, um, uh, you know, there are lots of um, great books and online resources um, available um, for, uh, for that. And, and, and uh, you know, people can certainly, um, uh, choose to work with someone to get that sort of external validation. But to me, the area that's the most critical, the most value from um, um, from a um, a career coach is that is that insight and that you know leveling. So on the one hand, um, you know I might uh, feel that um, I have great experience, great work, uh, um, an amazing. Um, having worked for amazing um, companies, but then I have that sort of emotional shock of the rejection of not getting callbacks, not interviews, not getting well. So it's having somebody on your side um, uh, to um, uh, give you that tips 
um, you know, like the the coach of the basketball of the basketball or or, or baseball team um, uh, to uh, that you can, you know, share um, your frustrations and they can give you honest, straightforward feedback um, and feedback from from someone that knows the market that's done the interview interviews. Hopefully they know something a bit about your the industry that you're 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 in um and and you know getting that sort of support and feedback and critical reflection um so that um you're able to um uh, take uh, and and actually not uh, you know the the classic statement that uh, Einstein said you know the only an insane person keeps doing the same thing over and over and expect a different uh, result and of course um, and and of course, job search is a classic example of that because you know even the most um, uh, brilliant, um, um, uh, talented person inevitably um, uh, it, you know that it is a trial and an error process that uh, um, you know unless you're you're deliberately headhunted, most people have to go through the process of uh, identifying it and 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 the key thing is is uh, to be going through this process but learning from it um if you're if you're making the same sort of fundamental errors time and time again you know you're not doing yourself any favors um and um and 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 uh, you know chances are you'll just get discouraged and and then opt for you know the first thing that comes along um, um kind of thing so um, i think that would be the my my advice is to find someone that you can that that you can um uh, really trust um and build that that rapport with and and presumably that's what you found when you worked with uh with the folks at career cycles that's right yeah absolutely yeah you're listening to Career Buzz on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Stories show that who you are matters. I'm your host, Mark Franklin, and before continuing on with today's show, I want to let listeners know about Career Buzz podcast episodes of inspiring career stories. Go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe on your favorite podcast app and do leave us a review, please. Have a listen, for example, to the December 12th show with Julie Lau, Director of Engineering and Business and Operational Excellence at Chemtrade. Also, October 27th, we feature Jobs in Sustainability, Career Stories from Engineering Grad Students Tackling Climate Change. Again, go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe to the podcast Career Buzz on your podcast app. Did you know you can find Career Buzz on Facebook? We have links to past episodes, pictures, and more. Go to facebook.com slash careerbuzzshow. Now, let's get back to today's episode with international learning and development leader, John Hogan. Nice. Um, so, John Hogan, thanks uh, for telling us about the experience you had with career services. You, you've also had quite an interesting career story with many twists and turns um, that has taken you from Canada abroad to a few different countries. Um, what, what are a couple of key turning points in your career story that you can share with listeners? Sure. Well, I mean, I guess the um, uh, the first one was, you know, early on in my my career, um, I, I graduated um, um, from from Trent University around 1994. 
um, which, uh, as um, some of your listeners might remember, um, uh, was a, a time of uh, considerable economic downturn. Um, and um, I, I deliberately looked for a job opportunity um, abroad and, and landed uh, in, uh, in the UK. Um, and um, I really loved um, uh, working internationally. I mean, I, I recognize that, you know, uh, lots of people dream of living abroad, but, but very few, you know, have the sort of resilience and skill to make that sort of adaptation and, and do it in a way, you know, that, that um, they're truly happy with. And, and I, you know, I really, um, um, I found that, you know, living, living abroad was something that I, I really loved and, and enjoyed. And so from, from there, um, I um, uh, was able to, to get a job uh, with the UN and, and uh, uh, based in Kenya, but, but uh, working in, in countries uh, all over the world, um, in some cases, um, post-conflict countries and, and, um, uh, and places that had uh, a very exciting and dynamic uh, economies. Um, and so that was a very exciting um, um, period of, of time, largely on training and development, but, you know, a, a, a whole range of, of um, uh, different types of, uh, of projects um, as well that, you know, related to conference management and, and this kinds of, um, of things. Um, so as much as I, um, I love that though, I really did miss Canada. Um, and um, I, I wanted my my daughter to have a uh, a uh, experience of of being a teenager um, uh, with the the relative freedoms that uh, uh, are unfortunately not possible in in many countries in in the world as a as a teenager. I mean, I really valued the the urban and city uh, experience of being being in Toronto. So we we moved back um, uh, to to Canada, and um, and then of course that was my you know my my first. Um, um, experience was, you know, why I had felt well prepared and had worked in in um, uh, both um, local government and an international um, organization. I I really struggled um, to find um, uh, work that was relevant for for me, and and I I realized um, uh, I had to reimagine uh, who I was. Um, and um, to do that, I opted um, to um, travel to Saudi Arabia and and work um, in a um, both a training management role and also in an HR role um, uh, with a training responsibility to really uh, bring to the fore um, my corporate HR, uh, training skills. That was a you know an amazing um, amazing experience. Um, uh, very important um, for me to be able to sort of uh, document um, uh, corporate. And uh, in the case of uh, working for for Bechtel uh, in a civil engineering role, and and then working for a financial institution. Um, within a in a in a um, HR uh, talent development role, um, uh, you know, 
given the scale of transformation in ongoing in that country, I was given enormous amounts of responsibilities and, and budgets um, to leverage my existing experience, but also to um, um, to develop um, a broad range of um, very much commercially oriented um, uh, programs. And so uh, when I uh, when I began uh, working with career cycles from from Riyadh, um, I landed in Canada confident um, uh, with um, with my plan and my strategy, um, well tuned up um, uh, CV and LinkedIn profile, um, and a clear idea of the kinds of employers that I was I was looking to to work and and. Sure enough, within um, and a few months, um, I was working at, at CIBC. Nice. So that that sort of brings us full circle to yeah. uh, to the present with with the twists and turns in your own story, John. And um, you know, and what you've learned along the way. If I could wrap up with this kind of question for for listeners, you know, you've you've learned a lot in your career and life journey what's one thing that you could say as advice to listeners um, that you might have learned from your own story you know something as you reflect on what you've done and especially the international travel and work abroad and coming back to Canada so what's one one or two things you could say that you've learned that you could share with listeners um I think the yeah it's it's hard to boil it down to to one thing um i i think the 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 first of all i think the the relevance of uh, i mean the obvious thing is networking is important um you know everyone says build your networks um but um i i think there's there's two aspects of that um the the first is and why you know um building a a network is hard um, is is again uh, that sort of storytelling element that you know you need to have um, you you need to have that story clear so that you can um, you, you can find like minded people um, and and for me that what's been key about that storytelling is um, it is developing that story um, and having a, a clear um idea of of what i was wanting um uh, to offer people and um uh, and, and having that um that confidence and that um uh, in myself in what i could could offer them um typically um when people think of networking it almost becomes like sort of spam mail sort of thing um, and um, so having an approach that's very much um, sort of um, offering and supporting and engaging um, is is really key because, you know, that's also uh, what people want <laughs> in the world. And that's also how, um, uh, you know, it, it, in terms of a of a, a, an interview, I mean, yes, there are competency-based questions and yes, there are, you know, they're wanting to validate mm -hmm. um, technical abilities and, 
but but ultimately, I think for for most managers uh, that are doing the interview is they're thinking about to what extent is this person going to show up every day and want to help, want to give themselves and feel invested um, in in the mission of uh, um, of uh, our, our our company. I mean, as we're as we're recording this, um, you know, there's there's a, a meltdown in in Twitter. And and you know, and people have made this this observation that you know it's very different um, for it's a very different proposition to work for a company that wants to go to to Mars as opposed to work for a company that needs to bail out a billionaire. Right. Um, and 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 you know, so to be able to 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 um, build a network of people um, of friends. Uh, ultimately, um, is is something that you know I really recognized um, is is something I've not done a good enough job. You know, you you treat your your colleagues as as friends while you're working with them, and and but but making that intentional effort um, to stay in touch, to build and groom those long term relationships, um, is is really key, um, and and finding ways to to support in in small ways um is uh, has been very important for me great advice uh, john hogan thanks so much for joining us here on the interview great pleasure thank you mark you've been listening to career buzz stories show that who you are matters i'm your host mark franklin you can find out more about us at career cycles and career counseling at careercycles.com if you have comments on today's show, please email me. It's mark with a K at careercycles.com. Thanks to my guest today, John Hogan. Technical production was by Lucy Welsh. Subscribe to Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app and find it at the podcast link on careercycles.com. Catch Career Buzz every Wednesday, 11 a.m. on CIUT. That's it for today's episode of Career Buzz. Thanks for listening.